a production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrence. The views of the host are his own. And those views come from me, your host, Jim Petrosky. And today's show is a continuation of the multi-part series about nuclear command, control, and communication system, often referred to as the NC3 system. In episode 31, I presented the overall purpose of the NC3 system and provided some insight via an incident with my barn cats. Today, I will focus on the early warning part of the NC3 system, and in a later show, I will provide some technical concepts behind the sensors and strategies used to provide early warning of a potential nuclear attack. So let's get started. As a reminder, the NC3 system is an essential and critical component of our nuclear deterrent. According to Air Force Doctrine Publication 3-72, It is a means through which presidential authority is exercised and operational command and control of nuclear operations is conducted. The early warning is the first step necessary to identify a threat, provide time to evaluate the data, and allow for a response decision. From a deterrent standpoint, the early warning system is used in case there is an attack, but more importantly, the fact that we have an early warning system that works we maintain it, and we use it, projects to anyone that may wish to threaten us that their attack is likely to fail, and thus they are deterred from acting. The sensors, as discussed in episode 31 and portrayed by Daisy the Cat, are ineffective by themselves, as simply sensing that something is there is only part of the requirement. Instead, the sensors are part of a system called the Integral Tactical Warning Attack Assessment System, or ITWA, and according to the Nuclear Weapons Handbook at OSD.mil, its primary functions are surveillance, correlation, warning, and assessment. Today we'll cover surveillance. Surveillance, or monitoring, is a 24 and 7, 365 day a year mission for much of the ITWA. It is accomplished in all parts of the globe via space, ground, air, and sea-based systems, focused on the areas of interest to the United States. Surveillance is much more than just alerting that something of interest is there. As you'll recall, Daisy pointed out to me something was there, but didn't tell me what it was. So the surveillance system must also provide information such as the size of the threat, speed, direction and other vital information, better known as tracking. In the Cold War days, and those days that never resulted in a nuclear war, by the way, ground surveillance was accomplished via a huge network of ground radars and secure computer systems known as the Ballistic Missile Early Warning System, or BMUSE. And for the record, I'm certain that the MUSE portion of this acronym was inspired by a cat. Anyway, The BMUSE system was primarily set up in key positions generally around the Arctic Circle since the shortest distance for a missile from the Soviet Union to North America is across the North Pole. 
I will cover some of the technical details about how these radars function in a future nuclear knowledge. But key here is that the key signature is from radio waves. The BMUSE system has in recent decades been upgraded to modern solid state phased array systems with expanded monitoring capabilities and a modern secure computer communication system called the Upgraded Early Warning Radars, or UEWRs. These radars are located across both the United States and United States European Command. These sites are designated primarily to detect and track intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, and sea-launched ballistic missiles, SLBMs, while conducting general space surveillance and satellite tracking. Missile warning and attack characterization data is sent to the United States Missile Warning and Space Control Centers, the U.S. National Military Command Center, and U.S. Strategic Command. Satellite tracking data is sent to the Combined Space Operations Center for processing. The system is maintained by our recently anointed Space Force. Space surveillance is global and persistent 24 and 7 and 365 days a year also. It was originally accomplished through satellites referred to as Defense Support Program or DSP satellites. These satellites essentially travel in a geosynchronous orbit or a highly elliptical orbit and track launches in space vehicles via infrared signatures. In recent years, the DSP satellites are were replaced with space-based infrared systems, or SIBRs, which have improved cyber and enhanced maneuverability. These space assets report early warning via secure communication links to the NORAD and U.S. STRATCOM early warning centers within the Cheyenne Mountain Space Force Station in Colorado. So there you have it, a brief overview of the early warning system that is watching the skies 24 and 7 and 365 days each year to keep you safe and keeping us at peace. Again, we'll be discussing some of the technical concepts and strategies for the sensors in a future nuclear knowledge. However, I would be remiss in my discussion without mentioning that these systems do not function or continue to operate without the incredible dedication and sacrifice of many, many U.S. military members who spend their time and efforts away from their families to keep us safe and at peace. I am ever grateful for your service to our nation. Thank you for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. Stay tuned to the following weeks where we will discuss more in detail about the NC3 system. Nuclear Knowledge is a production of NIDS, a 501c3 organization dependent upon donations to provide this podcast. Every donation helps keep this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps to bring about awareness of peacekeeping value of U.S. strength and our national deterrence. This podcast is produced weekly and each episode is released on Monday. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other podcast, The Nuclear View. You can catch it and all of our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com. I thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge.
a production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.